0: Welcome to MM Plays, our podcast where we design, play, and discuss a game and campaign. Along the way, we will alternate episodes between actual play adventures and the analysis and discussion of games and design theories that relate to the campaign we're playing. For this campaign, we'll be using the mechanics of Cortex Prime, designed by Cam Banks. We randomly selected a theme and ended up with swashbuckling high school urban
1: fantasy. So
0: join MM Plays as we explore and enjoy a new campaign.
1: And now for the introduction of our players. My name's Chris Nizak, and I'll be playing Silas Flamworth, son of the Flamworth family with a frozen soul that's not my own.
2: I'm Old Man Logan. I'm playing Henrik Gunny Gunderson, son of the Enigmatic Winter Wind and Rookie Elemental Mage.
0: My name is Jerry, and I'm playing Santiago Zircon. He is the rebellious and reluctant scion of a powerful magic family.
3: I'm Phil Vecchione, and I will be your GM. And welcome to story number four. Tonight's story is entitled A Magical Night. Uh, We are set up as uh, we normally do. We have our X card and our script change cards, our three script change cards, rewind, pause, and fast forward, out on the table. I have a couple traits out on the table that we've carried over from previous games. Uh, The first one is Silas's Understanding
1: My Magic. Uh, That's a D12. That thing's teetering. Yes, I, uh, I, I have specifically asked for it not to be over yet because there's a, a block of some sort that I'm still dealing with. Correct. It's about to pop. <laughs> uh, we have, uh, this one's carried over from the previous uh, story.
3: We owe you one Arch. That's Archie. Yeah, we owe Archie a, a favor. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's a D8. And uh, we have the other one that is looming on the table, which is, it doesn't add up. At D10. I don't even know what you're talking about. Exactly. We had a really great talk
2: with Silas's dad.
1: Yeah. Victor Flameworth was, was wonderful to us. Yeah. My brain hurts. And then we had donuts. <laughs> <laughs> then we had donuts. Paula's donuts, in fact. Mm. They were delicious and big. I think we're still digesting them. Probably. They're like th- 1,500 calories a donut. Getting back to our setup, we need to hand out some plot
3: points. Reset your plot points. Everybody gets a uno. All right, tonight's story starts in the month of May. Yay. It has been a few weeks. We're going to do some stuff in the in-between from the end of story three to just before the story starts. That's going to happen as kind of a little prelude. Got a couple scenes for you guys lined up. And a quick note for our listeners, uh, high schools in New York run September to June. Our teens are getting close to the end of the school year, but they actually have a bit more to go. They will get out of school mid-June, which will probably be our next story. Right now, we're heading into May. Uh, let me lay out the story milestones for this evening. Uh, 1 XP as you prepare for prom. Dun, dun, dun. 3 XPs when you get closer to the post-prom event.
1: I think you guys know what we're talking about, right? This is the uh, whatever the, the nasty ritual the, the bad guys are putting together. Yes.
3: And 10 XP when Mesame's Essence is released. I myself am rooting for you guys to get the 10 XP reward uh, in this session.
1: I mean, only if it means reconstituting Messamaya and not watching her dissipate into nothingness. Don't you smile at me. I
3: mean, it says when released. Yeah, I know.
0: Do with it as you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) We are not going to let that happen, Silas. That's good to know. Thanks, team. I appreciate it.
3: Quick pregame question. I have two. Okay, our first question is a mechanical one.
1: Uh, Have you guys spent any XP, and what have you spent it on? So, (laughs) I had a bunch of experience points to spend. So, one, I uh, I unlocked a martial magic effect of enhancement, but I haven't, like, bought it yet. I have the experience points set aside to spend to unlock it, but you have to unlock it in play. That's how the the rules work. I also have bought the thing for a new SFX, which is locked, which is... The new sword stuff? I actually bought all the fire stuff already. I, I can make... I have a, I'm going to have a second sword, a fire sword, called the Burning Heart that is a main gauche of solid fire with a rose and vine motif reminiscent of Mesame's blade. And then by spending a plot point, I can extend the Burning Heart as part of an attack. Uh, this allows me to re-roll any mana dice I've added to the roll. I, got to, I get to keep the highest result of each individual re-rolled die. And then I bought another SFX, which is when I actually have that blade, which I don't have that blade yet, because I have to deal with the... Um, your d12 yeah my understanding how my magic works i can combine the two blades together to create a new sword called love's revenge yes yes and love's revenge is a great sword made of the combination of the burning heart and the soul of ice and it's a blade that has a hilt of flame um a rapier's fractured blade of ice and the rest is formed from high pressured steam combined with mana to keep the shape and it makes my magic affiliation a d12 when attacking but i need to spend a mana die every round to keep the sword going and i can't generate any mana when using this blade so it, it'll wear out eventually. Puts both hands together and then pulls them apart. And it creates flaming sword. <laughs> creates a flaming sword. Yeah, it's, yes. totally, it's the most anime thing I could think of.
3: I, it's pretty anime and I like it.
1: Alright, cool. What about you, Jerry? I um, also took
0: a locked ability. I locked control to my magical effects because I've been trying to use Earth to do other things. I upgraded my popular from a D6 to a D8. I increased my emo from a D8 to a D10. I increased my jock from a d10 to a d12, and I increased my mana die from d8 to d10, so that gives me three mana dice now.
1: T got swole. T's big now, yeah. (laughs) I I also increased my emo, so I'm less emotionally wrecked.
3: Well, that's good, because you were, um, I believe the technical term
2: was hot mess. Yes. Is that it? That's it. Cool. What about you there, Gunning? I, too, added control to my martial magical effect list, and it needs to be unlocked during play. I paid for it already, so we just got to do the thing. I stepped up veil vale and stepped down school so now I'm D8 across the board with my affiliations. Oh, yeah, there you go. I added another D6 to my starting mana pool and then bumped that up to a D8 so now my starting mana pool is 3D8. So I'm walking into every combat with some uh, with some power and I upgraded my emo from D8 to D10. Very nice,
3: very nice. All right, my second question for you is a little campaign question. As the academic decathlon season winds down, how did the rest of the season go?
1: I think it went terrible because we have been busy doing other stuff. If we can't concentrate on the academic side of our stuff because we're so focused on the veil side of our stuff, we probably didn't do very well. What do you think?
2: Odds are Lisa is very disappointed in us.
1: Probably right pretty mad at us. I assume we're not like the worst team out there, but no, we could have won and we, we
2: didn't. We had a like, shot at winning and like I, the whole we, thing. I think we failed. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I mean, somebody's school die dropped. Yep. That's a thing.
0: Silas. Even I knew the answer to that one. That's that's embarrassing.
2: You want to be on the team? Hell no. Well, he, shut up. As he's sitting there <laughs> doing curls, getting swole. I know, right? Anyway, because
3: last story ended with a bit of a cliffhanger, I feel like we should just start right with the moments after T and Casey say goodbye to each other at the um, Strong Museum of Play. After having a little bit of a talk, and Casey shows you her cool worm tattoo. She gives you a hug with a basically like see you around kind of thing. Yeah. And she heads out, leaving you to either stay and stick around or leave the uh, museum of play as well.
0: T's going to go over and flop down in the giant life-size big bird nest. Yes. <laughs> and pull out his phone and immediately do a conference call with the other two.
4: What's up? Hey. Well, oh, I just broke up with Casey. Okay, sorry to hear that. Or, 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 Did it go or, as well as you hoped it would? It went sideways. It didn't go badly. I mean, she didn't like insult me or spread fake rumors about me or anything like that. But she's got a tattoo. Yeah, of what? A lot of people uh, have tattoos. Of a flying dragon worm Uh. that she got from this new club she's part of. Is it,
2: is it the? It is the
4: tattoo, yes. Are you positive? I'm positive. I've seen it thing a couple times now. On other people. At least I only saw it once on her. Now I hate that you broke up with her. Do you really think I was the good one to- do you think I really- I would've been able to carry- up, carry off that- that much deception for that long? Maybe? You it never know you try. No, you're not really a rebel. It's just a lie. Ouch. Anyway, I think we should let your dad know. You should let your dad know. Oh. Yeah, I will. I will let him know. What can we do, though? Like, that's our, like, lead into- into messing. That would've- we... that would've been a really good lead, yeah. What's the plan? Like, we- we could probably figure this out. Like, I will tell him, but I'm sure he's gonna just kick it back to us. Yeah. Well. I'm still friends with her. Yes. Wouldn't it be kind of weird if he was like, Hey, let's hang out after we just broke up? Yeah, that would be weird. Yeah, that would be weird. You guys met her. Yeah. Maybe you could, like, get to know her or one of her friends. Not me. I'm a flameworth. Yeah, That would be a terrible idea. Yeah, that's true. What are we thinking here? Are we trying to, like, get somebody on the inside? Is that the idea? That's actually not a terrible idea. That isn't a bad idea. It can't be you and it can't be me, so it's gotta be Gunny then, right? I mean yeah. it makes sense for it to be me, honestly. So what's the play? What's the cult name again? The cult of the golden dragon, I think. They're a prosperity cult. I don't they're, know. That's what I'm calling. Right, them. they're a prosperity cult. Yeah, they're they're focused on, on, on getting wealth using magic instead of the regular that- ways.
3: That's not what Casey refers to, though. No. What does she call? She's part of um The Worm. It's a guild on Yes, call of the violence. Worm Guild.
2: Yeah. yeah, the Worm Guild and Call of Violence. Yeah. But we know that it's a prosperity cult.
0: Correct. Right. But, but the Worm Guild. Okay. You know, so, I didn't even think about the fact that their Call of Violence is a great way for them to talk to each other without having to... Yeah, right? That's smart. That's actually pretty smart, yeah.
2: All right, look, clearly can't be Silas. Yeah. Makes
4: sense for it to be me. Yeah. Because I'm the one that doesn't have any money. So let's, let's do this then. In two weeks, some, give it some time. We'll have T suggest that maybe you're interested in her and would like to get together and, and maybe meet or talk or go out on a date or something. Sure. Prom's coming up? It Sh- is, sure. Doesn't he want to... I mean, you okay with that? I don't want to speak for your if it, personal if it, life. If it gets us in the door, I mean, it's a great excuse, you know. Okay, we'll do that then. We'll wait a couple of weeks. We'll see if T can introduce you. And then if I don't screw it up... Then we're good. I've never been on a date before, so just to warn you. Oh, great. I've been on a couple that can't do worse than I've done. You would be surprised. <sighs> I'm going to go talk to my dad. I'll talk to you guys later. All right. Let's face it, Silas is a love doctor of the three of us.
3: I mean, Silas had a girlfriend. That's what I mean. That's has, has a, girlfriend. a girlfriend. He's very close to her, like right here. Uh,
2: she's very close to him. It's
1: almost like she's inside me. Yes. Whoa. I mean, Hang on now. however you like it, it's okay. No shame. I mean, she's living inside of me.
3: Rent free. Some bad behavior at this table tonight. Thank you. Side-eyeing a few people.
2: What? Is not, that not you? you. Okay. Side eyeing Jerry. Okay, that's funny. evil Jerry. Evil Jerry.
1: I did mean, that's normal. <laughs> Jerry made a hand gesture you don't like. Saying evil Jerry is just like saying Jerry. Aww. <laughs> that's twice I got him today so far. Man. I'll take
3: it. <laughs> All right. All right. With that little bit of kind of the tail end of story three kind of closed off. Let me ask you a question. In preparation, like in those two weeks before you're going to reach out to Casey, is there anything you want to do in particular?
2: I will be working on controlling my air power.
1: Sounds good. Either of you two? I am training on the fire magic with my father, but there's like some sort of block that I just can't seem to... I can manifest these these fire powers a little bit, but it's not consistent, nor am I able to use it with reliability. Okay. T spending more time with the Junior
0: Guardians. Trying to get them to help him figure out how to do better things with his earth magic. Because they've all got unusual magical abilities.
3: Yeah, there's some real interesting
0: conceptual mages and in so, there. Oh yeah, definitely. So he'll be hanging out with them and talking and and spending time focusing on his powers and letting them focus him. Mm-hmm. Also, because he's bigger now, he'll be he'll volunteer to be kind of a, a sparring dummy for anybody who wants to come at him. Okay. So,
3: yeah, so you're getting a lot of club time in. Mm-hmm. The next following scenes, and I have uh, one for each of you, takes place in the time leading up to the start, the official start of our story. So these are our little preludes. And I'm going to open up with tea. Yep. And you are home. Okay. It's on the weekend. hmm It's not too long after you've broken up with Casey. Right. You can smell that somebody has been um, baking muffins, like delicious blueberry muffins your dad's been baking. Mm-hmm. And uh, your mom texts you and is like, hey, if you got a minute, can you come downstairs?
0: Okay. He shuts uh, off the computer and trots downstairs.
3: She's in the dining room and mm-hmm. on the table, there's a basket of muffins, okay. steam rising out of the uh, top of the basket. Ooh. She's like, oh, go ahead. Take a couple. Yep, he does. He takes three. Don't worry. Your dad made plenty. He always does. He knows. Yep, exactly. She laughs. She's like, hey, I just heard
1: that. Casey broke up with you. Yeah.
0: Um, I guess it just wasn't working out. Okay. Are you, are you doing okay?
1: Yeah, I think so. I don't,
0: I just don't think there was, listen, I know that, that you and Casey's mom kind of thought that being earth families, this was going to be something, but I just don't think we're friends. We're still friends. Like we, we, we chat like once a week and we get online a little bit. She still plays that call of violence game. Ugh, that game garbage. It's mom. It's great. It is so great. So good to be able to, like, just get all of your demons out in the game.
3: What happened to just, like, good old Space Invaders or Asteroids or even, like, a little Centipede or something? Like, games that, you know, just charming little, not chainsaws shooting through people and stuff. Mom,
0: Mom, we we had those on an app for our phone, like, five years ago. Oh, I know
3: I have several of them on my phone. I'm just saying, like, video games used to be more wholesome.
1: Anyway. Geo, mom made muffins. Mom, can I have some muffins? Yeah, get a muffin. Go. Okay, thank you. Talking to your brother.
2: Geo, do you want one? Go. Oh, take gimme, 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 gimme.
0: Okay. All right. All right. Sh- out. Out. I'm calling. Not you. Sit. T pulls a chair out and sits. So it just it didn't click. It didn't click. I we mean, we're still friends. It wasn't it wasn't horrible, I and mean, she didn't like try to set me on fire or anything like that. So it was good, you know.
3: All right. I don't want you to take this the wrong way. Hmm. But. I don't think I'm going to set you up again. And not that I don't think you can be set up. I'm starting to think that maybe it's not the best thing for you. It's not the best thing for me that I should be meddling with that kind of level in your love life. Okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. My marriage was arranged Mm -hmm. and I adore your father, your grandmother. I mean, you can just trace back through the years to all the arranged marriages in our family. And look, I, I like playing matchmaker. I've done it for your sister. But I don't know, it seems like it seems like a pretty heavy hand. And I'm not sure you're appreciating it and I'm not sure I should be doing it. I mean, what my, what are your thoughts? I mean like
0: I mean I, I don't know if I need to be set up, but I don't mom, I really don't listen, I know you mean well and I don't mean that in a in a in a patronizing sort of way. I mean Let's face it, my, the last couple of weeks of my life have been a little chaotic and exciting, right? Oh, exciting. Well, I remember my I remember my junior guardian days, yeah I've, I've been in more fights against real people than I have against people in the video game, so I mean that's that's something right there. Yes, so I really haven't had a lot of time to try to find new relationships anyway, so meeting somebody, and I mean, like I said, Casey's like a cool person. Sure. they're a good friend. I mean, at the end of the day. I made another friend and there's nothing wrong with with networking because eventually Casey's going to be doing something in the veil and knowing who they are might be useful at some point.
3: Sure. No, I think that's great. I, I mean, my best piece of advice is I think you should date magical.
0: Oh, definitely. Okay, good. Cause I mean, I, I mean, think I mean, it's a lot. I mean, mom, I got to meet a girl who can, you know, and he runs his fingers through the, through his snakes. He's like, can you see my gorgeous locks here. Several of the snakes lay down and one of them just sticks out to one side and keeps spitting. It's like, never get that one down.
3: She smiles and, like, you know, her own snake hair kind of waves. Hers actually does, like, the, like, ripple Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Like, she's got it under enough control that it just, by thought, it ripples through. She's like, oh, no, I understand that, So you know, somebody has to appreciate these snakes. Oh, yeah.
0: So, are you looking for somebody to date? I probably will. It took, I wanted to kind of get my head a little bit more squared on. I think part of why it didn't work with Casey is that we weren't looking for enough things we had in common and by the time we found out what we liked and didn't like they were just divergent in a way that didn't click but there's other, I mean listen there's there's lots of magical girls my age that I don't at the school or at some of the rival schools and I mean I'm not really looking to get into a relationship with somebody that I drew down on a couple weeks ago but other than that there's there's people we can meet stay away from the Lockwood kids they're good I will take that into account
1: lockwood sucks <laughs> hey
3: i'm talking to your brother eat your muffins leave yes mom
0: why well, we always gotta get kicked out of kitchen. but yeah i'm definitely going magical i i, I don't want to sound i mean there's nothing wrong with with, with no magical, i know trust me, just, there's it's a lot to carry you need, there's things you need to be able to share back and forth i know, you know what you they could,
2: say if you don't go magic it ends up tragic you
0: upstairs whatever Gee, go stop bothering them I mean listen I, you I, go check on your brother upstairs go I mean, yes mom i mean listen i love gunny's mom but i mean look at all the look at all the eggshells he has to walk around on exactly I, it's a lot it's too much to that's ask not for. the basis for a romantic relationship i see the things you and dad have to do all the time just talking to each other and you guys love each other yeah so yeah
3: all right i'm only going to mm. ask one more question about your love life and then i promise i'll be done
0: yes i have condoms mom it's okay no
3: that's well dad
0: that's gave them to me
3: Good. Good. I like, I'm happy for that, but I wasn't going to ask you about that. I wanted to, um, ask you about prom. Have you considered who you might go to prom with? Have you thought, I, I mean, are you thinking about going with the date? Or are you thinking about going with friends? Like what's your, I know I'm definitely going to the prom. Okay.
0: And yeah, I should probably ask, you know, that's a, I should probably start thinking about that because doing that at the last minute probably isn't gonna, yeah, I'll have to start thinking about somebody to go to the I have an idea. Okay, yeah, um, yes, yes, I will. I will ask somebody to the prom. She smiles. She nods.
3: She's like, "Okay, good." I mean, I just I had such a lovely time at my prom. I just you know was hoping you wouldn't miss out uh, on the opportunity. So good if you if you have something in mind, then uh, I will not pry. But if you want to share, and if you need any help with tucks or boutonnieres and corsages and things like that. You can just come and ask me. I mean, I've got a leather jacket. Tux, young man. You have to look nice. You say I don't look nice in a leather jacket? I'm saying it's a prom. There have to be some traditions. She smiles and she's like, take one more muffin.
0: Okay, he takes one more muffin and turns and is like, I'll I'll give it some thought. And he turns and he starts to shuffle up the stairs. And don't spend all day playing that god-awful game. I wasn't. I was doing research. All right. Well, then
3: you could spend some time playing that god-awful game. Go. Okay. Gunny, after school one day, in this in-between time, uh, you are working at the store. Yep, helping out. You need to take out the garbages. Like, you got a couple bags of garbage that need to go out. As your mom's, like, it's getting towards the end of the day, so you're kind of gathering up everything and, you know, getting the garbage out to the dumpster.
2: I got, I got two bags already. Is there anything else, Ma? No, that's, that's good. Just take those. All right oh wait a minute take this cardboard
3: too okay as you head out the door closes behind you there's just like a little bit of a walk from the back door across like the little like that l-shaped part of the parking lot to get to the dumpster as you're walking across there is a very strong gust of wind enough that a normal person would easily be knocked over but i feel
2: that you have a little better control of the situation. I've been practicing, so as soon as I feel that gust, I'm like, oh, and I push back against it. Okay, and, and, and literally the wind
3: just kind of, like, moves around you, but still kind of kicks up, like, dirt and loose things all through the Leaves back. And yeah. You hear a thud on top of the dumpster. To hell. And you look up, and there's, like, a bit of shining light, and standing on the dumpster is an incredibly handsome angel. You've seen him once before. It's Kazafel. The hell are you doing here, Casafel? He looks at you and he's like, Ah, you remember! Hard to forget. And he floats down. So, of course, he has the angelic wings. He's wearing a chestplate, a pair of jeans. He's got a white collared shirt under the chestplate. And uh, flowing black hair. And again, that aura around him. And he lands and he's like, it is I. And then he takes a big sigh. (sighs) Fucking Kazafel, at
2: your beck and call again. Look, I didn't call you.
3: No, but somebody sent me. I come with a message that I am compelled to share with you that is physically hurting me until I say it out loud. And I say it with absolutely no reference as someone has rudely jammed this phrase into my head, and compelled me to come speak it to you.
2: Spit, bro. Give it. (sighs) Don't rush me. I'd like to give this the proper... It burns so much holding it in, but I have to wait. But I need to do Overly dramatic much? He looks at his wings, looks at you, like,
3: yes! All the time. I'm a literal fucking angel. (sighs) Just give me a moment.
2: Composes himself. I'm ready. You know, Mm. before you... Couldn't resist, go. Ah, you, you're ruining the whole moment here, bro.
1: Gani, what's taking so? Ooh, who's your
2: friend? Oh, hello there. Don't worry about him. I'm Kaz.
1: How are you? Oh, I'm I'm speechless. You uh, would you like to come in? Have a maybe a drink? Like oh, nope, I got no some time water. for that now, ma. Oh, so, uh, sorry. Did you, I didn't get your name? You said your name is Kaz. Kaz. I'm sure I'll see you soon. My name's Anne. Ah, oh, pleasure to meet you, Ann. Gani, you should uh invite your friend in sometime
2: absolutely i am in a rush though so perhaps another time okay as soon as the door closes you will not go near my mom Ah, uh,
3: from one air elemental to another fine
2: thank you has anyone ever told you your mother is uh, shut up
3: okay just mm, it's fine all right are you ready for this phrase?
2: I've uh, been ready. literally burning a hole through. Yes. It's so imperative. Well, I'm not the out. one who
3: ruined the moment before. And then, you know, the intrusion by your very attractive and quite young looking mother. How old are you? All right, fine, fine, fine. Feel the burn. All right, your message. The coiled dragon holds
2: the key. The <sighs> coiled dragon holds the key. Yes. Awesome sauce.
3: Also, don't you have a phone? Wouldn't it be easier if somebody could just text you these things than compelling me?
2: I have absolutely no idea why you keep getting compelled. Ah, uh, Is it the same person?
3: Well, I mean, I can't tell because it's not a person who's coming up to me. I'm just, I've been in Niagara Falls both times when I have been struck with magic.
2: Interesting. Same rough location both times.
3: Pretty close. The first time, I was at the uh, Old Stone Chimney. Do you know it by the river? I think so. It's a nice... It's, just a, it's really nice. Like, before Goat Island. Yeah. I was uh, meeting a companion. And today, I was supposed to be meeting another lovely companion at the Observation Tower. Such a beautiful sight. But I had to leave uh, because, you know, somebody keeps shoving words in my head to
2: bring to you. So the first time, it was the axe which i assumed was from my father okay are you just not on good speaking terms with your father i don't remember if we had part of this conversation already but he according to mundane authorities was killed in a car crash well i find that hard to believe considering that you know i'm walking around with his axe but i was walking yeah around with his axe. exactly but so. come to find out he's the winter wind and he's a renegade hmm. and he compelled you to bring the axe to me And now you've been compelled again, from roughly the same vicinity, to come and give me a message. Yes. Which makes me wonder what the hell my dad's up to, and and why he can't just text me a message. Sure. I mean, there's gotta be a way for him to magically figure out what my phone number is so that he can then just text me. I would think so. You would think so. Maybe he just likes to torture you. No. I mean, perhaps, but seems very rude. It does seem very rude. And a bit crude. I mean, honestly, the spell is more oomph than it is finesse. Well, if there's anything that I can do at any point to prevent you from being used in such a callous manner, I will do it. Have you considered a family reunion? Believe me, I've been trying to find him, but I've also got a billion other things that I've been trying to do. Well, consider Niagara Falls. I, I'm going to consider that now. That, that is a very good lead. Which I am definitely going to follow up on.
3: I'm going to try to stay away from it,
2: unless you need me to be there. I mean, clearly, go and meet your companion. Oh, because, I think that's moments past. But well, looks over his shoulder. At the no, right, no, definitely not. This is not where you want to be, especially if I'm going to try and make a family reunion happen. Yes. Yes, I you can see can, how that would be a very mm, problematic awkward. thing. Yes, you can very. Without mm-hmm. be awkward. Yes. yes. A little awkward. But I will try if I get an opportunity. Okay. I will see what I can do about trying to get whoever it is, probably my dad, to leave you the hell alone and stop using you as an errand boy. I mean, at the very least. Clearly it's below you.
3: Yes, but also we are all family. While it's a bit intrusive, you know, I wouldn't deny something for family. In the meantime, allow me to do this for you, and he extends a wing and he plucks a feather from his wing and hands it to you. Okay. Should you require my services, simply start writing with that feather and I
2: will hear it. Okay, sounds good. You seem like somebody who could use a, at least a makeover. Gee, thanks. I'm assuming you're working. Yes. I clean up nicely. This nicely? I don't think anyone can compare. Wow, that's fair. Angel after all. Anyway, my
3: services, if you need them, good luck on your family reunion. Yeah, thank you. And I should probably jet. Please. And he, like, flaps his wings and ascends upward with a gust of wind.
0: This just reinforces my belief in real life that angels are all just complete dicks.
1: I just wonder if Gunny was flirting with the angel or trying to get the angel to leave. Probably both.
2: There was definitely a little bit of, of flirt in there. It's hard not to. I mean he is attractive. Yeah. It's true. I mean it's nature of the beast. I mean, you know, I feel like he's played by Tom Hiddleston. I mean, easily like Tom Hiddleston like oh, although
3: it's here's the thing though, like it's like Tom Hiddleston charm, but like a darker kind of like more macho kind of like sure. look.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. Sure. Yeah. We're talking like like one of the three hundred guys. <laughs> yeah
3: yes yeah, <laughs> looks like fast like fast from, from 300 yeah
1: okay <laughs> all Ooh.
2: right when cast flies off yes i will attempt to use my air power fl- flex my control flip the dumpster lid and huck the garbage bags and see if i can uh, for a little more practice i think that's exactly what we see right yep. like just
3: a gust of wind blows open the Top to the dumpster and then whoosh, everything just kind of like slam. Yep, floats on in. All right, Silas, you are up in your room. Okay, it can be a weeknight. It's fine. Your dad hasn't been home uh, during the day. What are you doing in your room? I am commuting with the sword. All right, let's start with the actual. Let's start with you in the sword. Oh, okay,
1: cool. You say you're commuting with the sword. And I can do this now without help. That's yeah. neat. You and Messeme are sitting inside the sword. Hi. Hey, I'm uh, a little sad because I'm trying to find the other the rest of you and I've gotten some good leads, but prom's coming and I was kind of hoping that we could go together. I mean, I know it's not that big of a deal, comparatively speaking. No,
3: I would love to be a whole person and be able to go to the prom. I mean, I very much wanted to go to the prom with you and I assumed that there
1: was going to be some sort of elaborate promposal in my future? No. She laughs. There was going to be a very romantic asking you to the prom, but not a promposal. In
3: a way, I'm going to be with you at the prom.
1: Yes, it's not the same, though. I get what you're saying.
3: Yes. But also, I get what you're saying. I'm probably going to annoy the chaperones if you start dancing with your sword.
1: Yeah, that'd be weird. going to be a little weird. I am happy that we
3: can have these chats these days. No, this is nice, but the prom, you're going to go, though, right? Yeah. Okay, I, I don't want you not to go. I'm not going to go with anybody, I'm just going to go with my friends. That's fine, I, I want you to go and, and be happy. And
1: Well, I'm mostly going to go because supposedly there's some sort of event that's going to happen after the prom or around surrounding the prom that has to do with the rest of your essence, and I'm going to get it back.
3: I'm going to pause for a moment, use our pause button for a moment, and ask, is this the first time you've communed with Mesame since everything that happened with samia jenna
1: i think that's a great idea because it's the first time it's been successful after all the work that i've done with my father perfect okay gonna resume my essence is gonna be at the prom supposedly or at a prom party like a a post-prom party so you know who has it yes we uh his name is
3: kurt bennett the name doesn't ring any bells with me but i definitely he's part of a prosperity cult something called the worm prosperity cult thought those things were illegal they are illegal which is why it's a cult yeah nods why take my essence if they're in a prosperity cult something about the ritual that they're going to cast to make them all rich really that's what my essence has been ripped apart for yeah fucking money yep i guess that's kind of as this
1: old movie Die Hard always used to say it's always about the money
3: so you're going to go to the prom and find out where my essence is that's
1: the plan does your dad know about this yes okay your mom doesn't though At least, not that I know of. She's gonna know. Probably. She'll know. She's terrifying. She's got her moments. She's, um... But she really loves you. She must like you. You know, I gotta ask you a question, though. Yeah. I wasn't magical, and you were dating me. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you know that they were gonna wipe my mind at some point if I didn't manifest my powers? No. Who? The veil. That's what they do to kids that don't manifest their powers. Oh, because you've lived in a magical family. Yes. Wow. I wonder who that's happened to. I don't know. That's pretty fucked up. It is. I'm kind of angling for when I go to Yale to get into law and then get into veil Law and maybe do something about changing some of that. Yeah, because that's pretty shitty. I agree. Yeah, I'm pretty sure nobody's told us. That feels
3: like one of those things they don't tell you even in Junior Guardians. They probably like,
1: tell you after you graduate or whatever or in college or beyond that. Wow, that's... Pretty fucked up. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's for another time, really. The more pressing and important thing is, you know, putting you back together. So, do you know where this ritual is being held? Not yet. We're working on it. Okay. We have a plan to put Gunny undercover inside of the cult to find out where this ritual is going to happen. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's really weird how we get indoctrinated this way.
3: Yeah, that's exactly what it is, right? So the the Junior Guardians is a way to make sure that every teenager manifest their powers but know how to do it within the confines of the veil hmm otherwise you got teenagers running
1: you know yeah then you unlocked. got renegades everywhere yes yep.
3: so, everywhere with the right and
1: indoctrination
3: is a good term right like it's it's friendly and fun and it's a group activity but it's indoctrination at a certain level have you figured out what tucks you're getting or
1: yeah something with a little bit of blue in it oh now that's very sweet of you well you know if we can get you back you know together before then which I'd like, then, you know. Well, then I would like to wear a blue dress. I figured as much. It's kind of your color.
3: Yes, well, it's family color. Goes with my incredibly pale skin <laughs> and my near-white hair.
1: <laughs> and I'll grab you a purple corsage because it goes well with all of that.
3: She looks a little sad, like, now that, like, that she's just thinking about the mm-hmm. prom. Kind of composes herself. And... Yeah.
1: I lean in and I give her a hug. I'm like, I gotta go. My man is just about out. I'll you try should... to do this again yeah, soon.
3: I would really like the company. It's nice to actually see you from in instead of looking at you through the blade.
1: All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. I have a weird
0: kind of off topic on top of question. I wonder if did Silas and Mesame kind of originally bond based on their both of them living with
1: absolutely (sighs) terrifying, powerful parents. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) She was more carefree and carefree than I was, but I was also like all about like, this magical life, and I thought, you know, she was very, uh, very much fun.
3: Imagine from Messamay's perspective, how hard it would be to bring any boy or girl home for dating, right? Who is the one person she knows that wouldn't completely piss their pants in meeting her mother? Flameworth.
2: Yeah. Definitely. A Flameworth.
3: Everybody else, it's like, oh man, your mother
1: is literally the, like... So I'm probably like one of the only few people that would actually talk to her about even that, right? Like, sure. Yeah.
0: Oh my God. She <laughs> must have been so lonely as a kid.
1: Right? Probably. Yeah. So was I though. Yeah. Even the other yeah, parents. But you and I, yeah, but you and
0: I were friends though.
1: Sort of. I mean, I'm still a flame worth, right? Like yeah. it's cause you're, it's cause your dad and my dad are friends. Yeah. That's the only reason why we're friends, but we kind of grew up together. We were mm-hmm. kind of stuck together. Yeah.
3: <laughs> There's a knock on your door as you come out of your ritual. Uh, come in door creaks open your dad's there oh looks down and sees you you know in the middle of like the ritual circle like
1: oh I'm sorry were you casting I was communing with the sword oh I managed to do it by myself by yourself look at you I mean it's really you helping me like you've taught me a lot the last you know three four weeks
3: well I think you've done an amazing job of reining in your emotions Everybody thinks that fire is unchecked emotions, but that's actually not true. Fire is all about control, and controlling one's emotions is the pathway to controlling one's power.
1: Passion, not rage, right? Exactly. Somebody much smarter than me told me that. He might think I'm talking about him, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you, were, you were able to commune. Is Mesime doing okay? Yeah, she's okay. I was just telling her our plans, you know, the... Gunny undercover, the Worm Guild, and all that stuff.
3: Yeah. how How is that going?
1: I don't know. I will find out soon. I I have to talk to T and Gunny about that. They were supposed to set that up.
3: You uh, Are you being
1: careful talking to Gunny? I am. I actually have to... It was tough telling him that I couldn't really be his friend for a while. Like We had to pretend not to be friends. Yeah. Because I can't be that close to him. I have to make it look like we're on the outs. In fact, I might stage some sort of fight with him.
3: Yeah. Just, uh... Just be careful. It's tough. It's tough to have to distance oneself from a close friend.
1: Oh, I get it. Wait a minute. What do you mean? Nothing. Hmm. I'm, like, looking at the window now, and I just see candle.
3: Yeah, you also, like, have just, like, out of nowhere, just, like, a slight craving for donuts.
2: (laughs) You taste the powdered sugar in your mouth. Yeah,
3: right? Yeah. Just, it just, at the back of your mind, you're like, man, I wonder if there are donuts in the kitchen, right? Like, just... You don't even know why you thought that in the middle of the conversation but for just a moment that thought creeps into your head. So, I um was talking to Miss Cortez. Uh yeah, yeah. And I think in order to uh, help this whole investigation along. I think what you're doing with Gunny, I think is brilliant. Um and I think you're handling that fine. I thought the other thing that might be useful is um for you and T to have like better access at the prom okay so to that miss cortez is going to sign the two of you up to the prom committee so what think of it this way you'll be you'll be there for the setup you can be there for the takedown if you're wandering around checking things no one's going to think that's weird You'll be on the prom committee. You'll be expected to be part of the whole
1: event. It makes sense for me, but it's a little weird for T, right? Yeah, but you're gonna if you find something okay. you, you need back. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm 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 gonna be like, I, I guess I'll just tell Lisa because I'm pretty sure Lisa's in charge of the prom committee that she should put T on the prom committee.
3: Uh, Miss Cortez is actually made the arrange is making the arrangements. Okay, you can tell T though that he's on the prom committee.
1: I, he's gonna laugh. love it.
3: He's going to love it. No, he's
1: not. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he uh, doesn't strike me as the prom-going type, but...
1: No, I heard he's going. Oh, I good. thought he was going to ask somebody. I haven't heard about it yet, though. Have you thought about you? I'm going by myself. Smart. Okay. I don't have to worry about anybody else. Then I can move more freely around.
3: And also, you're, you know, carrying yes, your that girlfriend too. around. Could be weird.
1: That would be weird. <laughs>
3: yes. Well, somebody
1: I... actually asked me. I had to say no. Well, happens. Yeah, I'm not really
3: worried about it. You no, know, I think a lot of people, I mean, it's been a little while since Mesame has gone missing. Some people are going to think that you're going to eventually move on, not aware that you're actually right in the middle of something.
2: <laughs> uh,
3: are you doing okay?
1: Yeah. Okay.
3: This, I mean,
1: I mean, why wouldn't I be? Like, I got you. We've had a, it's been much better between us, and I can talk to Mesame when I need to, and I feel like everything's out in the open. Yes. Well,
3: I'm glad you feel like that. The Junior Guardians is a great program for kind of learning the veil and learning how the veil works and things like that. But we often expose all of you to dangers that are, I mean, they're dangers. You're still a teenager.
1: Look, I've talked to a bunch of other people about their Junior Guardian experiences. It seems like what we're involved in is a little bit above and beyond what's normal. Yeah. We'll talk
3: about that at some point.
1: And that's okay. This is personal for me.
3: You are, after all, a flameworth. And I feel like you are rising to the occasion in every way possible. I'm proud of you.
1: Well, I'm glad that you trust me enough to do this. I also want you to know
3: that if you're in over your head or this gets to be tough, you can come talk to me about
1: it. Of course. Okay. That's why I asked you if you could help me train. Good. About that, do you want to train tonight? Sure, let's go. I got to figure out how to make this thing... Actually manifest
3: and stay. Alright, let me change into something that if you singe it, I'm not gonna be terribly upset about. It's fair. With that, our preludes are coming to a close.
0: You know, a good way for Gunny and Silas to have a falling out is to publicly accuse each other of being the reason that the each of each other for being the reason that the you've been the stack distracted at the decathlon.
1: Oh, the decathlon.
0: Yeah. Like, I brought you into this, and look, you know, you, you haven't been taking a study. Well, you haven't been focusing, whatever. Do I to do that? Sure. Okay. Because that's something that you guys can both be mad at each other about, while yeah. knowing that yeah. it's not actually true. Sure. Which gives you guys both a license to be
1: crueler than you need to be. All right, do you want to
3: just play out that
1: little scene before sure. we kick into the story start? Sure. Can, can, we, uh, can we do the school thing, too, where I tell T we're on the prom committee? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Feel free to have
3: both of those scenes.
1: Hey, T, what's going on? Not too much. I got news for you. Cool donut. Thanks. I take one and I actually put it in my mouth, which is mm-hmm. unusual for me. Mm-hmm. We're on the prom committee together. <laughs> <laughs> you guess we're what? Yeah, we're on the prom committee. Oh, let me just. Mm, mm. Yeah, we're on the prom committee together. Did and I sign up for that? No, I don't remember. Miss Cortez up for that. signed us up for that.
0: Oh wait, so that we can be there at the prom and have an idea what's going on at the I place. I
1: slap you on the shoulder and then I wa- look at my hand because it stings.
0: Ow. And I've good got
1: job, pop- smart guy. And I've got powdered sugar on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. So that's actually not a bad idea. No, right? Uh,
0: what am I going to do on the prom committee?
1: We're just going to do set up and tear it down. And whatever else you want to do. Okay. Like you could maybe, I don't know. There's what do you a prom do? committee meeting wait, coming up. There's well, mu- wait, there's music at the prom.
0: Yes. I got some ideas for music.
1: No. People that's- like to dance. There's lots of good dance songs. There are lots of good dance songs. Most of them don't involve headbanging. Some of them do. Some of them do. Yes. We should have a variety. You could talk to Lisa about that.
2: Dance, not mosh pit. No. No, you shouldn't
0: slam dance. You'd tear all those outfits really bad. Yeah. <laughs> Tuxes are horrible for actual movement.
1: If, not if you have a really well-fitted one. So prom okay, committee. prom committee. M- meetings later today.
0: All right. You have to be there. I just realized the look on Lisa's face is going to be priceless. I know. One of us should have a camera ready.
1: That's a good idea.
0: No, actually, no, we shouldn't. It's going to be tough enough for her as it is. True. We've put a lot on that poor kid. Did we?
2: She's still pissed off. Yeah, she, I mean,
1: she keeps yelling at us because we didn't do very well at the academic decathlon. And
0: why is that? Is that any, that's not, is that any fault of, of, of hers or the, or the rest of the decathlon? I mean, we are kind of like dealing with a lot. We are, but they don't know that. I mean, the, who cares? We're not talking about people's lives here. It's just, know, you know. I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying I'm trying not to, not to take delight in other people's misfortune. I'm
1: not taking delight in her misfortune. That's why I'm not going to take a picture of her being shocked. She's also given us, me and Gunny, all kinds of shit for the last month and a half. Yeah, she hasn't given me shit, though. You're not wrong. Okay. Lunchtime. I walk over. I drop my tray on the table right in front of Gunny. I'm sick of your shit. Dude. Stop telling Lisa it was my fault that we lost the academic decathlon.
2: Look, I ain't telling nobody nothing, but maybe you could have studied a little harder? Maybe you
1: could have too. Instead of, like, working all the time. I know that you're poor, but still. You wanted
2: to be a part of this team. You know, maybe I could have studied a little harder if it wasn't so important for you guys to teach me everything there is to know about Call of Violence. I guess you're not
1: necessarily wrong there, but we also studied. Maybe you should just be more retentive. I guess your brain's just not as good as mine. Wow, dude. It's your fault we lost. You can piss right off. You Fuck you. I walk away. The
3: rumor mill like kicks into full gear, right? Like, there's you know, nerd fight,
1: nerd fight <laughs> later at Junior Guardians. Like, oh, that was so good when you said the call of violence thing. I'm so impressed.
2: <laughs> I mean, it was logical.
1: it totally made sense. Sorry about the poor thing,
2: dude.
3: Are you guys hanging out in full into Junior Guardians or just kind of bumping into each other? Just bumping, just into, each other. bumping okay. into each other It's when we're sparring because we have to spar. Okay, you're kind of forced to be into it like while you're there. But I take it you guys are still carrying this through that you're mad at each Mm -hmm. other. Yeah. Okay. Just
1: making sure. That sparring thing, it looks like I'm angry at him. We're actually trying to kill each other, but not really.
3: Yeah. You're like blades lock up. And it's like, oh, nice job on that.
1: Like, gonna
0: make it look good just because I know it's good. He's gonna run over there and like push him apart.
3: There you go. Yeah.
1: Just let me at him.
3: Let me at him. Thanks for the help. That's enough out of you two. Both of you. Cortez, like, break it up.
2: You guys can spar other people. Go. Fine. I actually have to go. I gotta go meet my mom at the store. That's
1: right go help your mom at the store
2: out of you
3: flameworth go spar
1: yes miss cortez ash kick his ass
3: now with that wrapping all that up let's join the actual like few weeks before prom starts the conversation at creekside has now turned to prom the talk was all pretty casual just little like you know who might be going and little groups and pairing off and things like that, until Lisa made a prom promposal to Arlo, complete with a flash mob, including the Creekside acapella group, the Gleeful Griffins, doing their rendition of John Legend's All of Me. It was quite a scene. But since then, talk of prom has begun to dominate the hallways and pre-class chatter. And as each day gets closer to prom, the chance of a proposal breaking out is on the rise. Flash mobs, banners, songs, serenades, all of these things are starting to, like, happen sporadically throughout the school. We open up on the prom committee meeting. It's in the gymnasium.
0: Everyone's staring at tea. Okay, you've seen the TikTok memes from that Matilda thing dragula by rob zombie would be perfect to dance to okay it's heavy but it's danceable i mean they do like choreograph stuff to it we should definitely have that in the thing everyone's just staring at you listen i I know it's an old song but it's still not bad
3: listen up folks as lisa comes walking in with Mm -hmm. like a four inch binder in her arms we need to make this night magical and it like in a brave heart like way, she's now like walking, pacing in front of the bleachers. She never takes her eyes off of everybody. Like she's still looking at all of you, but she's walking from one end of the bleachers where you guys are sitting to the other. In fact, the theme of this year's prom is, and Arlo is like actually like walking next to her, a magical night. She's like, yes, a magical night. And then she smiles at him. So let's go through assignments. You guys are on setup not takedown.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, we can't be on takedown.
3: Correct. That one Miss Cortez fixed for you. Mm-hmm. And T gets onto the music subcommittee for putting together the playlist for the DJ. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm on zero subcommittees because there's not anyone that's interesting to me, I don't think.
3: That's fair. And so that you guys know, right? This year's prom, as it has been for the last couple years, is being held at the Creekside Banquet Facility. They've always done every prom committee a very good job. It's useful because it's like right down the street. It from is the school. right yeah. down the street from the school. The school is going to host an after prom party here. Oh, really? Yeah. Who's in charge of that? The after prom party? I, the school actually puts that together. Okay. Like the faculty puts the after prom. It's like a thing so that people don't go out drinking and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I get yep. it. Good. So the committee assignments go out and all of those things. All right, good. So what are you guys doing? This might be a good Part to I'll let you guys work
0: on it. Is it at the committee or just in no? General? The committee
3: like wraps up. You do your thing, but like there's now some time before uh, we need to do the thing.
2: Yeah, that's the first thing we're going to do. In fact, uh, I would have expected us to have done it sooner, but yeah.
0: Well, we'll we'll do it. Well, be, it's only been a couple of weeks, so now it's time to go do this. So,
1: by the thing you mean? Put Gunny in contact with Casey. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Thank you. So I will um
0: just arrange because we, we still talk to go out to rochester we're going to go to rit just to look at the campus there and i've got gunny with me mm-hmm. and while we're out there i'll give casey a call and let her know that hey we're in the area you wonder if you guys just want to go hang out someplace get a garbage plate and sit and chat nick taho's
3: uh sure you guys are at nick taho's which is just well it's nick taho's i don't know how else to explain it it's exactly what you think it's going to look like it's a diner yeah. it's a greasy spoon yeah um, and you're eating garbage plates and you're with Casey, uh, who comes out alone. Oh, okay. So Casey comes out and, uh, treats you guys. Oh, really? Yep. Picks cool. up the, picks up the bill. What oh, you wow. Think? Oh, Thank hey, you. no problem. She's got a, uh, what is it? Like one of those visa prepaid cards. And she's like, yeah, don't worry about it. She's like, I got this. And she pays for it. You remember Gunny? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. I'm just out, we're out here. I mean, I mean, next year I'm a senior. So I got to start looking at where we want to go for college. So I thought I'd. Take a little tour of RIT now while I got a chance. Sure, RIT is great. SATs are already coming out, so
3: yeah, absolutely. I'm. Uh, I got a prep class for the summer. I'm going to take them again. I'm going to take them in the fall. Cool. Uh,
2: what about you? Yeah, I haven't haven't given it a lot of thought yet. Got to talk with my mom because you know, I probably have to do something like community college or something. I,
3: no. I mean, there's no shame in that. Community college is fine. Yeah. Are you still playing?
0: Oh yeah,
2: my group's been a little bit more sporadic.
0: Uh, bit not mine. We've been. A lot of my non-stop. Players, a lot of my players are not part of the veil. They're they're not even magical. They're just a bunch of friends that I've known for years, and so we've been just kind of chatting and playing. And actually, I'll be right back. I gotta go talk to a man about a horse. and I stand up and excuse myself from the table.
3: Is that some sort of thing about going to the
2: bathroom? It is definitely a bathroom thing.
3: What about uh, what about you? Are you uh, are you playing?
2: Yeah, they dragged me into it. It it was a, it was a bit of a struggle at first because I didn't have a rig that could do it.
3: Well. Yeah, I mean, if you really, um, if you're really gonna get into it, you really got to kind of beef up the graphics card if you want to really get like the the really good DLCs and stuff.
2: Yeah, we scrounged some stuff together. I did, did just enough that I can play, and uh, I, I gotta say, you know, Chainsaw Trebuchet, you know, that's where it's at. I mean,
3: a lot of people say that because you know it's a popular thing, but if you have not tried the pitchfork flamethrower, ooh, it is. Uh, it's a I have diff- not had the opportunity. It's a difficult weapon to control, but skewering three opponents with ribbons of fire at the same time uh, is quite experience and extra points when you get all three of them at the same time.
2: I will keep that in mind. I gotta work on my twitch reflexes. I'm still a little, I mean, little I, off. I, I mean, look, I can definitely show you how to operate
3: the pitchfork flamethrower.
2: That'd like, be awesome. Yeah.
3: Why don't you get ready to make a social roll to kind of pour on the charm here?
2: I could do that. Okay.
3: I'm going to tell you that Casey's not actually difficult to make friends with. So Casey's just represented by
0: a mere D6. I have a weird question. Can he also get, because I'm going to introduce them, can he get my D8 for my relationship with Casey as friends?
3: Yeah, I think that's perfectly fine. Like, you kind of opened the door on this. Mm -hmm.
2: Okay, so I'll get your D8. Uh, I'm using emo uh, I'm totally laying on the, uh, you know, like you the I, feels. I, I'm poor. And, yeah, I've and, I've been and,
3: noticing You've and been... that
2: kind of thing. So we're we're playing that up. Um, This will of course be a D8 for school. Actually, in this case, it doesn't matter. It could be a D8 for veil because I'm trying to get in. But they're all D8s now. So hey, and we're using we're using the sins of the father because uh, I think uh, being a little renegade is in my blood. So
3: more true than
2: you know. Yeah.
3: Let me know when you're ready and I'll set your difficulty for you. Do the thing. A seven. Well then. So yes, 13. 13 is a heroic success. Okay. So she's like, you guys chat up a bit more about call of violence until it, like, even after T gets back, you guys are still talking. And, um, when you guys are done, uh, you guys head out, say goodbye and T, you get a text from Casey.
4: if you're uncomfortable with it, but Gunny seems pretty cool. you mind if I hang out with him? No. Your friends are my friends. That's awesome. I love it when my friends get along together. Okay, cool. Um, will you send my number over to him?
0: Sure. Uh, I'll just text Gunny. You're in the car with him. Oh. You, oh, we're, oh. <laughs>
3: Like, she literally
2: texts you. I'm driving.
3: Yeah, like, you get that text, like,
0: yeah.
2: right, right as we're getting in the car.
3: Okay, yeah. yeah. You get that text, like, as she, like, she pulls away, like, she yeah. leaves a few minutes before you guys and, like, she winds up texting you, like, at the first stoplight.
0: Okay. Yeah. He says, grab the wheel for a sec.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> he just texts while God, he's holding the wheel for them while they're going down the 490. It's Rochester, so we're probably doing, like, 85 or 90. Um, and I've he'll driven just, that. And he'll just tell us, text them back, you know. Um, Casey's interested. Here is our number. Dot. Send. Click. Thank you. And I get back up again and take the wheel back. Bing. By what? the way, that is one of the most
3: normal teenage things I can think of. I used to, my friends and I used to do that all the time. Why did you
2: just text me when you're sitting with me in the car? Cause this way you have it and I won't forget to send it to you later. And you can text her back. Oh, it's her number. Okay. Excellent. Our evil plan is working. She taps, she taps his
0: head, not just a hat
2: rack. <laughs> well, then I will immediately text Casey and say,
4: Hey, really enjoyed hanging out with you today. Looking forward to learning some new COV
3: that text conversation goes like another six hours it spans the time you get home you go up to your room you're hanging out that evening by the end of that text conversation the next day you guys are going to go play call of violence together on discord cool
1: he's in thank you for listening to misdirected mark plays now let's do some patreon channels before we get out of here let's start with the royal court the Polish ogre, who is our very own Polish ogre, Ty Prunty, also known as Lord Onger, Lars Henrik Evjan, the Lord Out of Time, Jim, the Royal Merchant Emeritus, Chromatic Chameleon, the Queen's Spy Mistress, J.T. Evans, the Queen's Librarian, Schmitty, the Keeper of the Labyrinth, Andrew Dacey, the Warden of Whiskies, John Carney, the Court Necromancer, Craig, the Lord of One Name, Tiberius Starcrash Smith, the Baron of Britannia, Eric Bontz, the Were-Gator. and Kevin Lovecraft, the Royal Beard. Now we have a bunch of other patrons that get a shout out here too. Thank you so much, John, Chris, Constantine, Miko, Froelich, Eric Simon, Athelus, not that Billy Mitchell, Fiona, Kathleen Halperin, Christopher Gamelk, Michael Beck, Esperum, Joseph Noel, Carlos, Hep Michael Draper, Alice Kira, Jim Fitzpatrick, Brantley Harris, Steve Radabaugh, Rory McLeod, Ninjabi, Richard Wyatt, Joseph Peralta, Brian Kurtz, My Brett—not My Brett, but somebody's Brett—Chris Steele, Jared Rasher. Eileen Barnes and Brandon
5: Barnes. Thank you so much for being our patrons. If you'd like more content like this, you can check it out at misdirectedmark.com. If you are interested in supporting the show and other shows on Misdirected Mark Productions, you can go to our Patreon page at patreon.com/mmp. You can get a whole bunch of stuff there, including extra bonus podcast episodes, material concerning this game, The Children of the Shroud. That includes character sheets, our game rules, some of our setting stuff, and Phil's thoughts from behind the screen. If that's not your thing, then you can just tell a friend about us. We'd greatly appreciate it. If you're looking for other podcasts to listen to, there are a variety of shows on our network. You can check out Pandas Talking Games with Phil and Senda, where they talk about all kinds of game stuff. The Gnomecast, where a bunch of gnomes get together to talk about gaming topics to avoid being thrown in the stew and Thaco with Advantage, where Ange and Jared talk all about D&D. They're going to talk about it anyway, so why not record it? If that's still not enough content for you, we have a number of other podcasts that we recommend and our friends with. The Tabletop Bellhop, your board game concierge. The Knights of the Night, an excellent AP podcast. Mastering Dungeons, where they talk all about D&D if you want some more D&D stuff. And How to RPG with Sean P. Kelly. You can catch that on YouTube. He's live on Saturday mornings. I'm often in the chat room there. Well, this has been a misdirected Mark production,
4: the media arm of encoded designs. Mic drop. We out.